Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rock 101 Sports presents the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. Starring Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon, and host of the Rockin' Pregame, Jeff Scott. You could probably find 50 or more teams that were in the same boat as we were that couldn't overcome. Uh, and the season went one way, and and uh, so far our season's gone another way. And hmm. All right, cool. Welcome to the best two hours of the rest of your life. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. We'll discuss if this game tonight influences how we feel about this year. Jarrett will give us an update on the recruiting classes and where they fit into the new Big 12. We'll discuss Red Raider and Lady uh, Raider basketball after the first real competition of the year. Plus, breaking down offense, defense, and do some rocking predictions. Rock or roll and get you ready for the game coming up tonight at 630 between Texas Tech and the Wronghorns. But first, what's the Rockin' Pregame without our Rockin' Reality Check? Checking the pulse of Red Raider Nation with our Rockin' Reality Check. All right. Pete, I always like when you go first Great. because, uh, you know, you... Uh, Wow, and you're wearing a tie too. I feel a little I'm working right? today. I'm After working. making fun of mine, nice yeah. shirt last he week. Right. Yeah. Look at him. He shows up in a tie. Shows up in a tie. <laughs> the audacity of this guy. I gotta say, the I, I got an email uh, just a few minutes ago. Actually, I was checking my email here because I haven't even looked at it because of the holiday. Yeah. And um, your your coworker, you know, my friend. Uh, I guess he's no. I guess you know him as Randy on oh, your yes. on your TV station. Yes. Weather guy. Someone emailed saying and asking me why he was wearing a burnt orange tie yesterday while he was doing the weather. Did you I, notice I, that? I said that to him. I said that to him, and uh, I believe he's uh, color challenged or something. He wasn't. Sh- he didn't realize. He's challenged. Okay. Well, I told. I answered the email and I said I think his wife dresses him, so blame her. That's but, true. So I sent it to him and and I said, hey, uh, people are complaining about you wearing a burnt orange tie on KCBD yesterday, and he sent me a picture he's wearing a tie with double t's all over it today so okay. he will be on tonight yeah, and you the know right, the right uniform you know you're supposed to be uh you know in the middle neutral i had never seen on channel 11 and i mean i've do sports for 20 years there uh him and tonight when uh, the longhorns get beat it'll be 50 degrees get your guns up <laughs> i'm like oh my lord <laughs> he's not a journalist pete he's he's barely a human so you know he's barely a forecaster that's right true. Yeah. yeah he's no he's a he, he's a placeholder he's a he's a wonderful human and a warm body i don't want him to do too good see this is the strategy i told him said don't do too good over there at kcbd because he may hire you full-time i think it's I impossible need him on my day will. job you know so. it's impossible him to be like Incredible. Okay. Well, he's yeah. wearing a Texas Tech tie tonight. Well, I do know good. that. So good it's for a him. major improvement. So for anybody who saw that, wondering why the weather guy on KCBD last night was wearing a burnt orange tie, I really think it was probably because his wife dresses him. She's laid something out and not even thinking, and that's what happened. So full disclosure. You know, when you get, something bothers you, you shouldn't tell anybody. 
you know, last week I told you it kind of bothers me, Pete, mm-hmm. as we were talking. Hey, Pete, what time is the basketball game tonight? What channel is it on? <laughs> 5 p.m. ESPNU against Michigan. So, uh, you know, here we go. We get started. So reality check. Uh, you know, uh, I thought Thanksgiving was outstanding okay. because of the going ban. That was very the going cool. ban the from Raiderland, the Spirit Squad. It was awesome, and I think Pride <laughs> is at an all-time high. It was incredible. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's you great. No, that's good. Go you don't ahead. like bands? <laughs> I, I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you, did you not watch? No. Were you not amused? No. <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, wow. Well, I'm telling you, when they were at Times Square, Times Square is the mecca, and, and Texas Tech took it over. They paid for all the bills. It was phenomenal. So. Uh, I, I was oozing with pride. So now yeah. we come well, to you today. I wasn't Ew. that turned on by it, but <laughs> I was oozing. But uh, now we get to this game today. Last game against Texas. Uh, you win this. Uh, I think it's going to be the greatest Thanksgiving weekend ever. Will they do it? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, today we'll see. Uh, you know, this team, we had all these high hopes, 10 and 2, 9 and 3. Uh, they're six and five, but here is your championship. Here's your Big Twelve championship today. You beat the team that's trying to go, that's trying to go to the playoffs. You got to beat them. It's the last game. You know, I see the the Longhorns writing all this crap on on, but so are we. And so you know, you what want, are you talking about? Longhorns can't write. Well, I what? Mean, they can barely spell. I'm sure they speak into their phone. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, it's a chance to to leave them as they leave to the SEC, uh, knock them out of the playoffs. So much. On on the line and you improve your bowl game uh, you know is it independence is it first responders is it uh, armed forces uh, i think it could be better if you win this one so a lot on the line tonight 6 30 on uh, another network i believe it's it starts with an a uh, and so you know I, i'm excited to see baron morton when he starts and finishes undefeated this year they're they're five, six and one on, on november but all that said uh, Texas is really good. They cannot make mistakes, but this is why you play the game. Right. It, it's an opportunity to to go to seven and five, and uh, and you know, head to a, a better bowl game. Shut these guys up, um, or it could Eternal be tragic. scoreboard, right. Right. or it could be tragic, and and they lose by thirty. So uh, a lot on the line there. And then basketball, I'm excited. They came back yesterday, but uh, the team needs a lot of work. A lot of work. And then, uh, they, so they play Michigan tonight for fifth on ESPNU. And then the Lady Raiders uh, playing tonight, 8.30 against Rutgers. What channel? It's on Flow Hoops. <laughs> what channel is that? I've never even heard of Flow Hoops, but I think it's flowhoops.com. You've heard of Flow Ball, Flow Track, Flow Wrestling. Flow with it, guys. That's my reality check. I, but I'm excited. Love it. Love I'm very it. thankful. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I thank God, as I do every day, that I live in Lubbock, Texas. I'm very thankful. Maybe maybe Jared over here is not. Maybe he doesn't like the hardworking bands. Uh, or he was just laughing at something on his computer, which is possible, because there are some funny things on the internet. No, I was laughing at you. Okay. Well, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, I, I, I thought pride was at an all-time high, and most people I, I've talked to have, have said the same thing. Uh, by the way, Band gets back. They're hoping by 7 p.m. tonight at the music building on campus. 
They're Get not out there at the airport. They're not having like a big. No, I think they want them at the building. They announced oh. so they're they're they just put on my page. They're running a little late. They're leaving Newark, New Jersey now, but they're hoping Ew. to get back by seven or so. And you know, get out there and thank these kids. Uh, you know, we'll never know the impact of, of what they did. <laughs> they're over here. I mean, gosh, dude, there are some people <laughs> who just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for Pete. You didn't and I'm thankful for you. I'm, I'm thankful for, for all these guys. Um, I, I think it's really cool to go. I, I love college bands, especially like an NCAA tournament, because you really hear them right. on the court and everything. I wish we could hear them more at the Jones as well. Um, do you? No. I do. No, okay. I, re- I really do. But I'm just talking. It was New York City, and then you know what? It's, and you were there. It brought me back to when they played Duke, and we took oh, that they took a, it. That over. was amazing. And it I was. thought they did the same thing here. So that's all I'm saying. It was awesome. I I am thankful that people love Texas Tech and the spirit and yes. stuff like you're talking about. I get up for the games yeah. more than all the pageantry, but yeah. I'm glad it exists. Yeah. So it just struck me funny that you were so excited about. I it. am. <laughs> so wait a minute. You you hate the possum. You don't like, you don't I'm like, a little annoyed you don't by pet the, I'm, I'm, You don't want to pet the possum? Well, that's, 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 that's a, a discussion a for another job there, yeah. That's a bad, yeah. bad name, that's petting the possum. That'll bad. grow hair on your palms, man. No, thank you. Possum pet. <laughs> it's a very bad band name, <laughs> petting the possum. I'm impressed by, you know, you dressed up today. You got some jump mans. Like, I'm working. Yeah, Jeff's got his got was, his ju- jump mans kicked up on the on the conference table here, just just leaning back. You can tell yeah, he had, had yeah, some turkey he well yesterday. So. Good. No, life life is good. Um, very thankful. Uh, not as uh, I don't think I could generate as much excitement uh, as as Pete did. That's impressive. I'm thankful for for him and for that. But uh, look, what we've seen from Texas Tech football and basketball is, if nothing else, some resiliency. Uh, football team looked like they were headed towards a really subpar season, and while it won't live up to the expectations, they are going bowling. Whether it be yep. Any of those, and I can tell Pete's already annoyed by people asking him which bowl they're going to, and I get it. Uh, I lived the same existence. I, I can tell you didn't. You didn't take my put down the phone advice though from last. Week. Well, but if you if you go silent, it's kind of rude. So I try to answer them, and I, I've been real gleeful, and I'm gleeful now. But I mean, it's just I'm getting swamped because I think people remember I said that, and so I'm just getting swamped. I like though. Okay. You got to think though, people. You're top of mind when they want to know when the game's on. Who do you call? You call P. Christie. You you text P. Christie. They don't they don't text that person from whatever the CBS affiliate is. Hey, I couldn't hey, even hey, name hey, who hey, that hey, is. Hey. Well, well, sorry, but well, I know you're you are twenty four seven sports. Hey, I root you're for, not you're I root not the local Pete. guy. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. God, don't I, you I, people. I, your network affiliations, man. I'm just a radio guy, man. I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't even know. But yeah, go ahead. No, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I like, I mean, if, if they need, I mean, I try to help anybody. I'm a servant sportscaster, so I understand. And you're okay. resilient. Just like the football team has been this year. Yeah, that's on a right. three-game winning streak. They have a great opportunity for all those things you mentioned tonight. I think while overall the season would still be looked as a disappointment. Right, I right. mean, to finish the regular season on a four-game winning streak and by, hope you know, hopefully crushing the Longhorns' dreams, that would be amazing. And then basketball. I mean, yesterday they were down by 15 points in the second half, and it was like I was already uh, – we had a Thanksgiving Day chat on Inside the Red Raiders, and, and I was already saying, like, this is going to be a long season. You know, And I still think there's going to be – it's going to be frustrating because of their offensive woes and the fact that when Warren Washington's out, they're not very good on defense either. So mm-hmm. – they have some struggles. It's year one, five games into the Grant McCaslin era, but they showed some toughness in coming back and winning that game. Northern Arizona will probably be in the in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they are a lot, you know. There's a reason why they're in that 
uh, Battle for Atlantis tournament. So at least they did come back and get the the, the W. Uh, but yeah, I think overall resiliency, but a lot of problems. I think we could see with both the football and basketball programs on the field and court. Yeah. But right. do you see forward, you're seeing forward progress or? Uh, it's too early. I mean, it's better that they won and they came back and won. I, at least we know that they're, they're not soft. They're tough, you know? And, so Northern, I, and Northern Ireland uh, lost to North Carolina falling apart in the second half right. of that North Carolina game. And they fell apart again at yep. 1.5 minutes without making a basket. Yikes. And that is the object of the game, as we all know. One more thing. Uh, one more thing. Recruiting is we're about to talk about it. I mean, multiple commits. Texas Tech football recruiting is is as hot as it's been. Well, that'd be good to hear that because uh, yeah, because it, as you know, you mentioned it's kind of been a disappointing year football wise. I mean, just the expectations were off the chart. But you know, they've they've played well down the stretch here, and, and it would be great to uh, beat Texas tonight. I hate the Longhorns. I hate Austin. What a terrible city. What an awful, awful city, you know? I know people that live around there, and they won't even go into Austin because it's so filthy and disgusting. Yeah. I mean, what a terrible place. If you have to live there, I'm sorry, man. I am really sorry for you. I hope you can find a job somewhere in a good city. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, it's a terrible, it's a filthy place. It really is. I mean, what's have you the, been there lately? It's awful. What's the other place that you oh, like this about? That I what? That you talk about this like, there's uh, another school they play that you're like, I hate that place. Yeah, <laughs> let me hilarious. think here. I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't hate anything like I hate Austin. I just wow. No, I'm just saying Austin is a city, is a terrible place. What they've allowed to happen to the capital of Texas, yeah. you know, on their watch. I mean, people live in Austin. What are you even doing? You people are idiots. It's a terrible place. It really is. By the way, intern um, Russell is down in Austin. He says there's no, I'm a sorry. bunch of Red Raider fans. He's going to actually going to the game to support. Trying Red to Raiders. save the capital of Texas. Yep. Okay. Well, good. I hope they hope they make some headway then. Um, anyway, we do have a uh, we do have a uh, Insta poll here. Rock and pregame Insta poll. Where do, where do we vote on this? Is it only on Twitter it's, it's or only X? On whatever it's called now. All right. Uh, so who wins? It's it's interesting. Is this over now? Uh, the polls have. Oh, it's got. Oh, it's still got a few days left. Okay, yeah. I'll vote tomorrow after I know who who won. <laughs> um, Red Raiders versus Longhorns. Who wins right now? Texas Tech, forty six percent of the vote. The officials, twenty one percent of the vote. And the Big Twelve, once Texas is gone, has thirty three percent. Sean, you said that's that very poll, good, didn't you? Sean. Yeah, that's, that's, that has all the fingerprints of a Sean Paul. <laughs> why, yeah. why does the voting go until tomorrow? I'm not real sure. That's kind of dumb, Sean, isn't it? So it should end at six. That's when Sean will vote. Of course. Oh. <laughs> you know how he does it. This is like with the picks. <laughs> it's always got some kind of angle. Says someone who is uh, third place in the picks. So what? <laughs> Never wanted. Championship. Oh, I don't know. I'm thankful. Hopefully, for, I can sleep tonight. I'm thankful for you guys and eight years Are you? of the rocking pregame. Are you really? Okay. Hey, how's your Carol light source? Are you able to keep it going? I forgot about that till just now. Jeez, let's see. Oh, did, here. You, did you really burn it? I heard it. I, hey, Pete. Hey, hey Pete. I, watch, watch this. I heard they were Time to take a check of the year. Gandy's Milk College Football Scoreboard. Well, that's what I'm laughing about. Because Sean's hosting the show now, by we the have, way. We I have our picks coming yeah. up, and I laughed that Sean took Nebraska. And I remember he got mad at me two years ago. I took Nebraska for somebody, and, and you lost again today. Yeah, well, you know, they almost 
Hey, Sean, you went six, six, eight, and one last week, and you're talking smack over there? Come on, bro. I'm getting right to the scores right now, Sean. You did catch me off guard, and for that, I'm impressed with uh, scores today. Number... Oh, we're doing uh, Big 12. Number 13, Oklahoma, BTCU, 69-45. I'm checking to make sure that's that not basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, that that is it. Yeah, okay. Uh, coming up today, of course, uh, Houston at Central Florida. Wait a minute. That started at 11 a.m. Why is my thing not updating? What is going on here? You have a problem with your thing, Pete? <laughs> Something yes. else for him to rant about. Yes. Someone's not warm for your form. <laughs> and the angle, the angle of, my, of my dangle. Not so what frisky, is going on? Wait a minute. What is, why? Oh, I know why. Because it's Saturday. Today is Friday. And I'm like, wait, it says 11. I forgot what day it is. Ladies what is going on? We've gone off the rails. Man, this, this is going to be a good show today. I need to be tested. You know, it's Man. the trip to Best fan, dude. All the trip to fan. So that was the only score today, guys. Let me get back into it. Texas Tech at Texas, who's number seven. That's 630 What's tonight. What's on ABC? It's 0-0. Zero, zero. What channel? Uh, ABC, 630 Central Time, 730 Eastern Time. And uh, Texas is favored by 14 and a half. Tomorrow, Houston at UCF, 10 a, 11 a.m. Central. BYU at Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, 2.30. West Virginia at Baylor, 6 o'clock. Kansas at Cincinnati, 6.30. Iowa State at Kansas, 7 o'clock Central Time. All these times are Central Time because we live in the Central Time zone. Uh, I did forget, though. I, I thought today was Saturday. That's your it's Big right. 12 scoreboard. Listen, I've been the same way. Yeah, I've, it I've been the same way. It's, it throws you off when you're out of the routine. It does. All right, I think we need to regroup here. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, I thought, there's a t- I thought we went to break. Oh, we're about to. Oh, but no, I... No, I was just I was just saying that I, I might, felt like it was just it was just crazy time. Here we we kind of we you know we just got off a good good fun time there. Yeah, but we're about to go to a break. Oh yeah, though. yeah. So okay. anyway, but when we come back though, Pete, yeah. um, here's what we got for you. Let me hear. We have uh, Jarrett with some yeah. recruiting info coming Excellent up next. Excellent job. Year, so. Um, we'll uh, we'll do some stuff with that. So right. anyway, so <laughs> it's riveting. No, it will be good. I, it's it's just a holiday, you know. I mean, it's we don't we don't have to. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm I like it. I just I didn't have the specifics. I lost my sheet. Let's talk some commits. Anyway, yes, some commits. Thank you. I'm sorry. Do you, do you ever get this way in your job where it's holiday mode and you just sort of kind of unplug, but you realize you still have work to do? Yeah. But then you go, oh yeah, I guess I do need to do this still. I'm doing but it right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the Rocket Free game is? I know. Jared came to work. I don't know about the rest of us. But anyway, but yeah, yes, some great recruiting uh, updates coming up next year on the Red Raider Outfit of Rock and Free Game on Rock 101.1. Inside the Red Raiders football recruiting with 24 7 Sports, Jared Johnson. All right, before we get to that, we're uh, sitting here today. We've got the Missouri Arkansas game on. And, you know, I've been amazed at Missouri. What Can you tell me, because I really don't know, and this is a serious question, though, that wasn't Eli Drinkwitz, the coach for Missouri? What is that? That guy looks like the biggest dork in college football. <laughs> oh but he's God. actually doing a really good yeah. job there. What's his background? Do you know? I could Google it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't I know really if y'all knew. I mean, no. I don't know. And, and so I, but every time you hear him talk, I'm thinking, who is this dork? But they're doing really good. They're ranked ninth, and they're, yeah. you know they're playing well in the SEC. Anyway, that's only just game all I saw. There's this this season was uh, against Kansas State, and that was a great game. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. So anyway, they're uh, I think they're leading Arkansas right now. Yep. All right. Well, uh, back to the matter at hand here. Um, as far as recruiting goes for Texas Tech football, 
Um, where does Tech set right now in the uh, in the Big Twelve for twenty twenty four recruits? Top. They're number one class, and wow. <clears throat> there's three positions they still need to address, and it won't be through high school uh, recruiting. It'll be well, junior college and uh, transfer portal. That's defensive line, specifically the interior, losing Jalen and Tony. Uh, that's a big, that's, that's massive a big loss. loss right yeah. there. Yeah, offensive line, and then which I mean they. Uh, they're still trying to make up, and they are through high school, which we'll see in a couple years, but there were some really poor classes with the previous coaching staff in terms of offensive line recruiting. So that's that's they've been chasing that since McGuire was hired in November a couple years ago. Uh, and then also cornerback, because you're losing a couple, same kind of thing as uh, defensive line. I mean, Rashad Williams has been very good at two-year starter. Malik Dunlap leads you uh, in interceptions, while him and uh, Dadrian Taylor – and uh, those guys have been two-year starters, so they they need immediate help at that position as well. So we'll see that through the transfer portal. But they already addressed defensive line with a four-star junior college uh, recruit, which I think we were surprised, Jeff. You and I talked about this last week because junior college recruiting really is kind of that's been hit the hardest by the transfer portal. Yeah, you know. But this guy is legit. Four-star recruit, Danny Sayeli. Uh, 6'2", 355 pounds from Hutchinson uh, Junior College. He chose Texas Tech over. And he just visited last week for that game against UCF, by the way, and that's what sealed the deal. Uh, he chose Texas Tech over offers from Oklahoma, Arizona, Maryland, Miami, NC State, uh, and Troy are the ones that, that stand out. So, I mean, this guy was highly recruited. Obviously, has the size to play, and Hutchinson is a junior college that produces a lot of talent that goes all over the country. So, uh, that is a that is was a huge pickup and something that needed to happen for Texas Tech. So, when you get guys out of the JUCO ranks these days, most of those guys, if if they're signing, if you're signing one of those yeah. guys, they're pretty good because yeah. with the transfer portal, so guys in the JUCO ranks that used to be picked up probably are struggling to find a home now with like power five teams, especially, right? I mean, a lot of those Absolutely. guys are probably ending up at like group of five schools. That's some fallout of that'll be interesting to see is what does it do? Cause junior college is already like, that's the struggle. That's what every recruit who's gone through the junior college ranks will tell you. Like that's the struggle. I mean, just the, sometimes the facilities are a downgrade from their high school, depending on where they went. <laughs> uh, just the travel situation, all of it. It's just, you have to be very self-motivated and hungry and and again this word resilient you know to to go forward and uh i mean he was ranked as the number 16 overall player uh, junior college recruit in the country so i think really like you see like the top 25 are going to power five yeah. and then the rest like ooh, you know yeah. good, good luck Hope. you know hopefully yeah. you have a connection yeah. or something uh it'll be it just will that's something i'll follow i don't know if i'll ever write about it but uh It'll be interesting to see what happens to the junior colleges because of the transfer portal. I know what what I know. I was I was about to ask you what story could you write or what research could you do in that? But that there's a fascinating story somewhere. Yeah. About would be the funding the effect the, of the that, numbers you know? of uh, how how much less junior college because I mean, that used to be a big deal. Oh yeah. I mean we yeah. they used That's to be how you plug holes on your yeah. team. Yeah. But yeah. now I mean, and the the simple reason is, of course, you'd rather have a guy who's been developed in a Division One program with. Presumably better coaching, better facilities, all that, better development. Right. So yeah. why wouldn't you? You know, but there are some, uh, there are a few cases where the top, the top junior college guys, you're still going to look at. Yeah. So, 
So if Tech has the uh, they're number one in the Big Twelve right now for the twenty twenty four class, where are they nationally right now? Yeah, they are in the top twenty five. Uh, last I saw, twenty third. Okay, so. all right. Well, it's, which that's that's good enough right there. If you could do that every year. You're stacking oh, yeah. some pretty solid classes. That's good enough to win, right? It's I mean, actually that's... 22nd. I'm sorry, 22nd okay. in the uh, in the country. Now, if you if Tech signed top 25 every year, you're going to be an eight nine win. You're, I mean, you start looking at maybe, and I, even though they do it differently, like I think Texas Tech can get to Oklahoma State's level. I think they're going to have to continue to recruit the way they have, and hopefully, I, I don't think kind of like Pete was saying. I don't think everybody agrees with me, but. Uh, I think they need to keep the co- keep the coaching staff together too. I think that's right. important. I know there's some people that uh, want some of the guys off the off the staff, but I don't know if that's that's wise or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm def- I'm not one of those guys. I, you know, when people that start nitpicking about position coaches, I'm like, yeah. you know, come on now, get 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 a hobby, you do it's, something. You know, it's Texas stamps, Tech, do so something. it's the I mean, offensive you know, coordinator. You know, I agree yeah. with you, but it's the that's. I mean, if you're a Texas Tech, you if unless you're scoring 50 points a game. The offense coordinator, you're being criticized. Right, right. No, I, I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, yeah. If you had, let's. I mean, let's talk. We can bring that up. But uh, Kitley, I think he'll still be here next year, he, don't yeah. you? Oh yeah. I mean, just the name yes. Kitley, he'll get another <laughs> and, year no matter what. I think. But uh, I, I think continuity. He recruits well. Yeah. I mean, he he does, and I think also he has shown an ability, though it was later than most people wanted, to shift from air it out to. Featuring Taj. Yeah, right. That Go shows with the guys growth. you got. Right. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, you, you were asking it? about Trinkowitz from yes. Missouri. Trinkowitz brought in and recruited the 20th mm-hmm. top recruiting class in 2021, the 19th top recruiting class in 2022, and got the number one wide receiver in the 2022 class. So he was at App State. And okay, so that's where App he was State. App State. Okay. And, and he Which was, they've had a good program over yeah. the years. And okay. they were top, he was top 20 at App State, and then he got promoted and bumped to Okay, Missouri. I just couldn't remember where that guy came from, yeah. but he just is a, he's a nerd, man. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but, whatever, but, he gets the job done, so right. I can't argue with you get top 20 classes, that's where you get to be number nine. So so they were, uh, well, go ahead. I, I was gonna ask no, I just, go you brought up the up SEC that, yeah. and recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing in the next segment we're going to talk about with Texas is, you know, We'll see how they've had the top class almost each of the last five years uh, in in the Big 12. They have a very good 2024 class, but it's not even uh, top three in the SEC. Wow. So for a Tech losing, like, you got like 24 seniors, I guess, that aren't going to yeah. be a part of this team next year, obviously. I think. Well, I mean, there are definitely – that number may be right, but in, if it's the senior day list, some of those guys, I think, can come back, like Caleb Rogers, Monroe Mills. Which I, I hear they're tr- really trying to keep him, like especially those offensive line guys. Yeah. I think they're going to try to keep all those guys oh, yeah. just because the last thing you need is losing experienced offensive linemen right now. I mean, they certainly want to upgrade, but yeah. I don't think they want to lose any of those guys. And they've been so. a lot better. Yeah. I mean, look at the offensive line last week. I mean, Barry Morton, I don't think he got his jersey dirty, and then they ran the clock out by just running the ball with Tosh. Yeah. So offensive line's been better. So um, so as far as you know, the, the number of seniors, because there's a lot of seniors that are like major contributors on the team this year, yeah. but the, the, there will be holes to fill. I mean, is there enough guys, that young guys, to fill those <laughs> holes, or is it really going to come down to uh, Juco and, and really trying to plug some holes with uh, transfers and everything? I, What's, yeah, I think that is the question. That's a great question, and my honest answer is I don't know. I think yeah. it's going to take all of it, you know? I mean, I, I think... Th- they like some guys like Caden Carr 
is a young offensive lineman they really like. That's somebody to watch. But I haven't seen him. So I don't want to, especially after this last offseason, I don't want to just say because the coaches have said, hey, this young guy looks great, that he looks great without yeah. seeing it for myself. Right. You know what I mean? yeah. and they, yeah. and quite simply, we don't give, get enough access to see them in action. We see some of the starters, and we didn't see, I don't think, any hitting in fall camp. Uh, Sean, I don't. I mean, I was there for almost every practice that we were allowed at, and I don't think we actually saw the young offensive linemen like hit. No. Nope. So, I mean, it's hard for me to to say. I do think we've seen some young guys on defense step up. I really like Chapman Lewis. He may not be flashy, but when Rabbit went down last week, he stepped in there and he played really well. He made some great tackles in the in the open field. I think he's solid in coverage. I, and I do think I've seen enough of him to feel confident like that he has not even approached his ceiling yet either. So I, I like that. Brendan Jordan's getting a lot of seasoning at, at the star. Uh, it's been hit or miss, but he's a true freshman playing a really difficult position against Big 12 competition. Uh, due to Banks, that's one thing like if there's one thing that this year reminds me of last year is remember when uh, – when, when like Tyreek went down, and we're like, oh, there goes the pass rush. But no, the pass rush was just as good. Guy stepped up. Last week, Jalen goes down. Rabbit goes down. Young guys step in and made big plays that won the game for Texas Tech. Yeah. So that tells me they're doing a good job developing these guys. Better and, depth. Yeah, better yeah. depth than, than what we're used to at Texas Tech. And I think they have a good shot. But they are going to have to augment what they do have on the roster with immediate help because these, some of these freshmen won't be able to come in and play as, you know, cornerback, defensive tackle, and offensive line. So what's the uh, lace on the 2025 class? Man, they picked up a couple more commits there. One, Leighton Stone here locally from, uh, you know, Friendship High School. Of course, his dad, Tom Stone, is the soccer coach. And Pete and I were talking. I honestly did not know. I was Obviously, we know who Tom Stone is. We know, uh, and I've known about Leighton Stone, but I did not know that he was his son. It makes sense. A lot of, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the tech uh, kids of coaches and and uh, admin at uh, they go to Cooper and Friendship. Right. I mean that's where they go. You yeah, know, it used right. to always used to be all Friendship, but now it's Cooper and Friendship. Uh, and yeah, he's six two, one seventy, very productive. I like him. People were saying, "Oh, is this a family thing?" No, go watch him play or watch his huddle. The dude can play. Uh, I I'm glad. If you want to keep talent in Lubbock, Lubbock talent in Lubbock. You gotta you gotta offer these guys like Linton Stones uh, because he is the type of dude. And somebody posted this on our, our message board on Inside the Red Raiders that he's the kind of guy that goes to Oklahoma State and catches ten passes on, on Texas Tech. You know what I mean? Right. He is. Right. I mean that's yeah. yeah that's who he is. So yeah. I, I was really glad to see the commitment uh, there earlier this week. Another guy, Ramon's Adams, is a cornerback out of Smithville. He visited last week for the UCF game. Uh, our own Jacob Harris, who's been on the show a couple of times, interviewed him, and Ramon just talked about how the atmosphere, uh, the the pageantry, the Pete, uh, Pete, pageantry uh, of uh, just Texas Tech really really made a big impact on him, and he loves the coaches, and you know, so that's I mean they're already up to six commits with the 2025 class, and they you know the 2024 hadn't class hadn't even signed in the early period, so. I don't know if y'all remember, but like under Coach Wells, some they had like twelve dudes signed for a whole class for a whole recruiting cycle. You know, I mean, yeah. he did a great job in the transfer portal, but we're definitely seeing a different uh, level of recruiting. Like uh, they've jumped from maybe they were middle or to lower middle of the pack before to now they're in the top third. Yeah. Of, I mean, kind of what we're talking about top yeah. twenty-five classes. You know, and, and they're doing it not just one year and they take a break, but these guys. The staff at Texas Tech, they truly enjoy recruiting. And, I mean, they're doing things that are new 
that other programs are trying to emulate now. So well, especially that thing where like with James Blanchard being yes. kind of the, the general manager. I mean that that's a that's like an NFL term or NFL position that college doesn't really acknowledge. I mean it's it's not referred to as right. that. It's not even operated like that really. But I think that Texas Tech is definitely on the forefront of how that works, and a lot of colleges probably are, are starting to maybe take that approach in the the new world of uh, we're living in here with Honestly, the transfers and stuff. Jeff, you're so on it. Like we could do an hour just discussing this and that how it's different. James Blanchard. Um, does, does anybody else have a James Blanchard? I mean, I think he's that important. Yeah, uh, and so does Joey McGuire because Blanchard was on the plane with him when he when he was hired here, you know? I yeah. mean, that was the first guy. He, he's told me that several times. Like, Blanche was the first guy hired. You know, that, that, that had to happen. And I, I see why. And how it's unique is that he has a green light to offer. It's not – he doesn't have to go to, say, Tim DeRuiter, the, the defensive coordinator, and say, Do you, can you – I know you're trying to get ready to play Texas and stop yours and all those guys, but can you stop and look at this guy and, yeah. and tell me what you think? You know, they don't – they get through all that and Blanchard – has the green light to hire these guys. Now, there has to be trust. And that right. guy has to be really good at what he does, and he is, and his staff. Uh, Brian Nance, I always leave guys out, but uh, really good staff there. But what's interesting to me is what I'm seeing is what's the other side of that. So, because even Coach, I'm not, I'm just using DeRuiter as an example, not like there's friction right. or problem there. But even he at first was like, I don't know if I like this or not, because I want to get my guys, you know, right. for my system. Right. You know, yeah. he has a, proven bona fide system we've seen it here at texas tech and you know he, he wasn't so sure but that trust has been established but now i think when we talk about this disappointing season i would say more than play calling with kitley which i think was part of it mm-hmm. um and just some bad luck and all that i think they didn't have a good handle on their roster on which guys where they fit i mean you mm-hmm. look at this three game winning streak it comes after i think a couple of really important roster moves Dennis Wilbur moving back to center. Offensive right. line hasn't looked any better. You know, I mean, they look so much better than they did yeah. when Stats was at uh, center and Wilbur was at guard. So I think that was a big miss. Uh, and I think also, you know, um, CJ Baskerville at star, he never looked comfortable there. He made some plays. They switched him out uh, with Tyler Owens, and Tyler Owens had a good first game in the star position before he got injured. And C.J. Baskerville, you could argue, was one of the, the stars of the game. Got that big interception, was second in tackles, was seven. He looks, I mean, he looks like a dude at boundary yeah. safety compared to what, like kind of thinking just right, instead yeah. of reacting at star. So, I, and that's just two examples, but I think those moves have been critical in this three-game winning streak. And I think they kind of missed, like they didn't know what they, their, their roster as well. And I don't know if that's can be directly attributed to the way they recruit and the fact that James Blanchard has, has a green light, but almost nothing is always just a positive though. Ultimately in terms of getting talent on campus, how they do it is something that I think a lot of programs, definitely the big 12 would like to emulate, but maybe they can't. James Blanchard is a good dude too. He walks every night. I see him yeah. every night in my neighborhood. He is out all the time. He's always got his earbuds in yep. and he's always, he's always on the phone. I mean, you know, he's, he's out there recruiting all oh, the yeah. time, but he walks every evening, man. That guy, he makes me feel bad. He makes me feel lazy. I look at my window from my recliner and going, <laughs> dude, I guess I need to be out there too. But we no, actually he's, he's talked about that Thanks. earlier this year. He said, man, you, uh, you look slimmed down, Jared. And I said, yeah. I said, I'm trying to. He said, trying to. So what do you do? And I said, you know, I walk and I lift. I try and walk and lift four to five times 
you know, each, each a week. And he was like, Oh, you got to walk our age. Oh yeah. You know, no, I he said, walks I said, every night. I said, do you run? And he said, no, I said, yeah, me neither. No, he walks every <laughs> night. It's crazy. <laughs> me, but he inspires me. Cause I'm like, man, I can get off my lazy butt and get out there I, and walk, man. I know this is supposed <laughs> to be recruiting, but walking for, for older d- gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, such as ourselves is the best thing for losing weight. Yeah. And that in your diet. I mean, listen, right, what you right. eat kind of plays a big role, but yeah, walking the is the best. Count. Yeah, yep. no, that's true. Hey, we got our uh, our uh, text line here is 900-1011. You know, well, yeah, you need dairy code, certainly. But, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> what you do, I mean, you know. It's, um, all right, here we go. Gabriel Ibarra says, I want to know how many spots are left in the 2024 class yeah. or, you know, are there still openings in that class? None yeah. in high school. They're done in high school. Um, and they have some preferred walk-on guys. We'll have a list of that after this. this. This is after the season kind of stuff. We've been putting it together, but they have some really nice preferred walk-ons, which we'll see in December in terms of on the early signing day. You know, they'll be talked about. Some of these guys should be talked about almost as committable scholarship offers, and they'll be getting – NIL preferred walk-on deals, but in terms of high school scholarship players, if you go to Texas Tech 247 or inside the Red Raiders, he'll show you that's it, and then it'll be transfer portal, and they have this is always changing, but uh, two to three spots okay. remaining for, for the transfer portal. So with these guys that are like the, the, the guys, the seniors that could still come back for another year, what, how, like, do you know of anything, have you heard anything as far as NIL opportunities and things that teams now have the ability to do to reach out to these guys and convince them to play one more year or to stay here? Uh, you know, NIL has certainly changed some of that, but are there any guys that, you know, do you, do you know of that they, they really want to? I mean, you mentioned, I think, did you mention Caleb, Ro- Caleb Rogers, I yeah. think, earlier, offensive lineman? But, I mean, is that... Is that a real possibility? You think we could really look up and see a lot of these seniors that actually are staying around for another year because they still, you know, because of all the COVID and all the crazy rules and everything. Will they will they try to keep some of those guys? Do you think? Or? Yes, uh, and specifically offensive linemen. You, Taj is gone. He's already already said that, and he should. Um, I'm trying to think about Dadrian Taylor. It's another guy. He's going. It's time. He has a young family, and he he could have another year if he wanted. But, but do you think he's a guy? Is is he is he an NFL type player? His size is going to hurt him, mm-hmm. you know. And he's not blazing speed, but he's fast. Yeah. Um, it's just going to come down to opportunity. I mean, we had Sir Roger Thompson on. I think he's good enough to get on somewhere, but you know, he like as he said, they needed an offensive lineman, and he was the last on the rock. You know, like yeah. I, it's just such a business and cold it's circumstance. It's so yeah. cold yeah. in the NFL, but I, I respect that. You know, it's yeah. just business. I, I think he's good enough to have a three-year career, which I think is the average in the NFL, to be a special teams performer and a depth piece. Isn't that crazy? Defense. Three years. Think about your own yeah. job, your your occupation. It, if you're if whatever you do for a living, they told you the average was three years in your occupation. The the, God, the man, caveat to that though, crazy, is the, though the NFL minimum is like two hundred and fifty thousand or something like <laughs> right. that. So I, I you know yeah you definitely sack away some money, <laughs> yeah, right. but but I mean really you think of every all the all of us who just work regular jobs every day, mm-hmm. and if somebody told you yeah that's, that's a great career path, three years on average. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I mean that's crazy, man. It's a violent sport, that. man. Yeah, you know, I mean it, it, it really. Is. Yeah, we, I, what we do, we're not getting hit every day. <laughs> trying to think about who else. Because that's a really good question about the seniors. Because I think most of them are ready to, to 
whatever the next chapter. I mean, I, we haven't even mentioned Tyler Shuck announcing he's going to the transfer portal. Which, you know, I, I think that guy's a warrior, and I respect him a lot, but I'm really glad he's moving on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I just think that's the right thing. And I, I mean, I love the guy, and I do respect him a lot. He's a hard worker, and he is a warrior. What he's been through is unfortunate. But for the, for the future of Texas Tech and where it just needs to go, I, I just felt that that was, that was ultimately what needed to happen, you know? And I wish you the best of luck. Where do you think a guy like that goes? I mean, I've heard a lot of people interested, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. just from people outside, you know, in, in the 24-7 Sports Network area yeah. telling me, like, before he even announced, like, you know, we knew he was going to announce because basically people were already lining up to talk to him. You know, whether they were or not, I mean, I'm not going to be naive and say they weren't. So. I've heard Western Kentucky is a big landing spot for him, potentially. Wow, that's ironic. <laughs> Don't you think? Coming from where... Uh, right, right. Know, like but the, I've heard that, though. But, but I mean, is he a, a Power 5 guy? Yeah, no, I, mean, I think he'll go Power know, 5. Yeah. I can't imagine him going to Western Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, but the question you have to ask yourself in terms of if is it in the best interest that Tyler Shuck moves on is, would you rather have Tyler Shuck or Barry Morton next year? Right. I'd rather have Barry Morton. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. And honestly... Big though Barron's had his share of injuries, Tyler can't stay healthy, man. Right. You know, I hope he can. I hope he does. I, yeah, I hope he can. Yeah, I mean, he, he really is chance. a great dude. But uh, <laughs> y'all make fun of me for saying that, but I really like Tyler I, I, a lot. No, he's a good I'm guy. I mean, I, him, he, is, he. We. I know we say he's a good guy. Yeah, we but laugh. I mean, we really mean but he is. It. Yeah. And he's been through a lot, and yeah. I respect that, and I really do. But I just feel like it's at this point. It's kind of gumming up the works of where the team is trying to build for the future and what they're trying to create. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, no, no, I mean but gumming, you know saying I'm gumming up. I love that. I was like, God, that's really good. Gumming up. I wasn't laughing. At no, the, okay. yeah, gumming no, but, up. That's but it. really, I just do. I just don't. He's not the future. And the longer he sticks around and keeps, you know, trying to trying to be that guy, you got all these young guys that are now are just it's just clogging up the system. Guys are going to start transferring, and I, I just don't think he's the future. So I'm wishing the best, and I hope he lands in a, in a, in a great place. So, and I just want to tell you, when he announced that, one of the first questions I got. <laughs> Does that mean McGuire? Does, does that mean McGuire is not going to marry them? No, oh, yeah, that's right. He's officiating and the he's wedding. He's still yeah. going to do it. Yeah, yes, because I will. think people think, but it's, I mean, come, it's silly. Come on, no. he, 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 man, that guy is a warrior. And I texted him and I said, man, super proud for you because he gave everything he had. And the guy wants to try again, so I have nothing but respect for him. I think it's totally in the best agree. interest for Texas Tech, like Jeff said. But yeah. if you look at it from Tyler's perspective, he's been hurt three years playing. At Texas Tech, you know, yeah, maybe he yeah. wants to go somewhere that yeah. might be able to protect him. Right, you right. Know? I mean, just being well, honest, no, kid, like, yeah. that, no, no kidding. Make I a mean, decision where they got a great offensive line. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> how you good is your go. offensive line? Is my first question. Because seriously, because <laughs> he wants to go to the NFL, <laughs> right. and, and that's a, that's a key thing, you know. So, all right, well, uh, that's a great conversation right there. Um, all right, when we come back here. We'll have uh, some more uh, recruiting info. Jarrett will break down the stars for today's game and how they all stack up. We got a lot to get to today. It is uh, Texas Tech. Down in Austin tonight, take on the Longhorns at 6.30. And uh, so, yeah, we've we're, we got a lot, lot more to talk about. Coming up here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Inside the Red Raiders football recruiting with 24-7 Sports, Jared Johnson. All right, uh, throughout the season, if you listen to the show all the time, one of the cool things we've done here is Jared always breaks down the Tech's opponent and, and compares the uh, recruiting 
for Texas Tech versus that opponent. And uh, it's been really interesting this year. Of course, you know, you got the Longhorns who after today, I mean, they're moving on to the SEC, and that's a whole other conversation right there. But uh, when you stack up uh, how the recruiting is going between Texas Tech and UT, uh, this, this is always interesting. I love hearing this. Yeah, I think I want to actually start with Texas going to the SEC and kind of give a perspective uh, for people on why the SEC – is the SEC, SEC, all yeah, that, you yeah, know? Right. I mean, I know it gets old, and people can point to, well, it's basically been Bama, Georgia, LSU, but, I mean, you mentioned Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much more difficult it looks like it's going to be for Texas in the SEC compared to the Big 12. Well, Texas Tech's 2024 class is ranked 22nd in the country, which we talked about, and tops in the Big 12. 22nd in the country is tops in the Big 12. Uh, the future Big 12. That's with Arizona, Colorado, all the all the – the schools that are going to be here. Uh, UT is ranked ninth in the country with its high school recruiting class in 2024. But it's just fifth in the SEC. Wow. So Texas Tech, 22nd in the country, tops in the Big 12. UT, ninth in the country, fifth in the SEC. I mean... See, and this is what the, this whole thing gets me about, because I love college football, and I'm so disappointed in what is happening with the breaking up of conferences and mm-hmm. the loss of rivalries and, and all this stuff. It, it just infuriates me. And the fans are always the last ones to be considered in any of yeah, this. No doubt. And the thing, you go to the SEC, I mean, like, you know, OU and Texas leaving the Big 12, you know, and they're bashing it, oh, this stupid conference, blah, blah, blah. But nobody had a problem with it when they were winning all the championships oh, yeah. and stuff. It was a great, tough conference and one of the best conferences in America. And now they're on the way out, they're talking about what a stupid conference, how they can't wait to leave this lame conference. You get into the SEC now, not everybody can win. I mean, no. you know, they act as if they're just going to waltz in there and keep winning. Well, okay, if it's tougher and you want to be in this conference, there's going to be losers. There's a loser in every single game. Not everybody can win. Something's going to have to give. Yeah. And I, I think they're both going to discover that life isn't so great when you won the Big 12 every year and had an automatic path to the to the college football playoff. Now your path is going to be so ridiculous to get there that I, I just I don't understand why they would even do it. it. Just for the sake of some extra millions of dollars, I guess, is what it comes down yes, to. It always isn't comes that down stupid, to though? I mean, it's so stupid. I think you nailed it with the fans are the, the last thing to be right. considered, you know, because... I mean, it's not like SEC fans are like, all right, Texas and Oklahoma are coming. Like, they didn't have enough like, great teams in the in the conference. Um, and another thing is, is, like, Oklahoma could say, yeah, they've won a lot of Big 12 championships. They've been to a lot of the playoffs a lot. What is Texas? We're about to go over all these great recruiting classes they've yeah, had, yeah. which that's a whole other discussion, in term, which we can get into. But that I think a lot of times guys get these ridiculous bumps when they, when they get an offer from Texas and when they commit to Texas, mm-hmm. which I think can be in, you know, inflated. I really do. I've said that on like like national shows before. People are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, hey, that's my opinion. You ask me my opinion, have me on your show. This is I've noticed it for a decade now that yeah. it seems like when a guy gets an offer, don't get me wrong, they have great talent, but they get a little bump. They get right. the little longhorn bump. And alternatively, tech guys will be four stars. They commit to tech, and all of a sudden now they're a high three star. You know, right, it's like, right. and I don't. It's not like I think someone's intentionally being biased. I think it's just a natural. When you're going through the recruiting rankings and you're doing an update, oh, this guy's going to Texas. He must be even better than we thought, you know? So I I think that's just how it works more than 
some evil guy back there like, oh, let's make Texas is, you know, I, <laughs> right, I don't think it's that. Right. I don't think it's nefarious. I think it's just human nature. One of those things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Texas hasn't done anything with all this talent. They've done I mean, less with more than any school in America for years, I would argue. So it's hard for me to imagine they're just going to show up in the SEC and start flexing right. on, you know, Georgia, right. and Alabama. Right. I just, I mean, I, they may have success. They might win eight to 10 games next year. But I don't, and maybe they're thinking the recruiting will be even better, which that might happen for both right. of them, for both Texas and Oklahoma, you know? Right, and I think that's a valid point just because of the, the image the SEC yeah. has. I always look at, I always think if I'm Vanderbilt, I'm going, oh my God, can you believe we're still in this conference? Right. I, can you believe they haven't kicked us out? Oh my gosh, are we like the, not the luckiest team in America? Yeah. Man, they had to boot those yeah, oh, no, if you yeah. it's it anyway. boost their GPA, I think that's why they keep them in. It's <laughs> right. like, yeah, <laughs> probably so. Right, but if you've been to I, I, some people are going to hate hearing this, I, but it, it's the truth. If you've been to like a big time SEC game, yeah, I mean it, it's it's different. It just it just is. If you go watch, I mean, like a, a Georgia Florida game or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like I, LSU and Tennessee, I mean, it just, it feels different. Than, it just means more. I mean, I hate that slogan. But I do too, but it's true. true I think so I, I, I agree with you. I know what I you're mean, saying. You don't want to admit it, but you see it. Yeah. So it is true. So going back to the recruiting angle, if you were a recruit and you go to, uh, let's say a Big Ten game, I'm just throwing it out there, so it won't be Big Twelve, and then you go to an SEC game and you're from Texas and you you want to play in that kind of atmosphere, but you could still stay in state. Yeah, I think that might help. Texas is recruiting. Right. I really do. And Oklahoma, be, being who it is, can it won't be the same because they don't have as much talent in the state of Oklahoma. Right. But they could still keep Texas guys at Oklahoma with all the tradition and play in those. And play um, Texas and A&M in now. In those amazing yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hate the Aggies. See, it's say, different. I hate it's, the Aggies. It's different than that, Nebraska abandoning the Big 12 and abandoning Texas, right. basically. Well, I Nebraska, think. you kind of understood with Texas's speaking of flexing, you know, like yeah. all the dumb stuff. That, that's the best part of them leaving. Right. Is all the, like, I remember them getting the beer turned off before the, the beards were turned. Like they complained to the mayor and to the Tex AD and had him like, you can't let them drink all the way up to the game. It's like, oh, we're stopping in an hour before, you know, like, well, yeah, that's too, that's too late. That's too, that's too close to tip off. Like, come on, man, who, how are you going to let them come in and tell you when, when they could drink? I mean, they were, they were carding people. They, you know, they were following all the rules. Right, right. You know, I was like, yeah. I'm just ready. And then when Baker came back, OU blocked that whole which is blocked now, but I don't know if y'all remember, they used their trucks to block in the hell oh, the yeah. security because yeah. they were so scared for big. <laughs> I was just like, with Texas and OU, there's a whole level of, oh man, I, I, the, I don't I want to, ego is the right word, but uh, obnoxiousness that I, I'm not going to miss. But there was so much weird connection between the two for so many years with Ruffin McNeil being there, Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley being mm-hmm. there, Dennis Simmons, I mean, Baker, I mean, there was so many weird connections that that fueled so much of that kind of weird stuff yeah. between the two. You it was know, with but, Texas yeah. more than Oklahoma. I, with Texas, well, I think what's this is supposed to be recruiting, but you just turn my mic off. No, John's John done with this discussion. I, no, no, no. I was, I was trying to find if there was. He was any turning problem. me off. Uh, yeah. With 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 Texas, the way Tech would kind of kowtow, right? Would just be like, all right, you know, we'll we'll do what you say. Drove me crazy, you know. Yeah, so I'm right. glad that that connection has been severed. I mean, Agreed. I, yeah. You know, uh, but all right. Going back to recruiting, got me on tangent here talking about this. I know I'm same way. I'm um, same way. 
Uh, here's what stands out to me about Texas. Their worst class in the last five years was 2021. Guess where most of the players, uh, the worst ranked. It's not the worst class playing out. But part of it's just the timing. 2021, they've had a couple years to develop and all that. 2021 is the class where you see a lot of their players. Uh, Jonathan Brooks, who of course is injured, but was a great running back uh, before he tore his ACL. Xavier Worthy, uh, both their tight ends, Jatavian Sanders and Gunnar Helm, both really good players. Uh, one of their top DBs, Michael Taffy, uh, Byron Murphy, who is he's not talked about as much because of uh, Sweat, but uh, Tavondre Sweat is a beast. I get it, but yeah. Murphy is going to be in the league. He is good. You look at the stats. You go back and watch some of the games, and part of that is both of them. Like you, you can't really single up. Like they're they're Texas gonna have their hands full. Like to me, yeah, the speed. But what makes Texas ten and one this year is. They have all that flashy talent, but they have it in the trenches this year. Like, you know, and of course the quarterback. So, yeah. but uh, Murphy's a big part of that. And then uh, one of their starting offensive linemen, uh, Hayden Connor, and then an edge rusher, Baron Sorrell, who's up there in sacks for them, all in that 2021 20, class that was ranked 15th. And that was their worst. That would be like Tech's best. Yeah, ever. they were complaining about that <laughs> yeah, at the right. time, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was still second in the Big 12. That's the one class in the last five years. They didn't have the top recruiting class in the Big 12, and it was Oklahoma. And they got all those guys. Yeah, but they got all those guys. They're key contributors now. Isn't that interesting? It is. 2020 was pretty good to them, too. Jaden Ford, uh, one of their top linebackers. He's a good player. Uh, Jade Barron, uh, one of their starting corners, and one of their starting offensive linemen, Jake Majors from uh, 2020. Here's another thing about this Texas class that surprised me. They have some dudes from this last class, true freshmen, who are playing and playing well for them. Uh, running back C.J. Baxter, who I think we'll see start today, uh, was a five-star running back they got just with this last class. Uh, Anthony Hill, one of their top uh, – Anthony Hill Jr., one of their top linebackers. Uh, Derek Williams is a – man, he's another good player. And then they have a couple of transfers, uh, Adonai Mitchell, one of their top receivers, and one of their starting corners, Ryan Watts, too, all from the 2023 class. Now, the last couple were transfers, but they have three true freshmen starting for Texas – who has a shot at going to the to the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. K-O-N-E Lubbock. Had to get that in there. Continue. <laughs> no, if you're starting as a true freshman on a, nas- let's be honest, a nationally contending team, uh, that's pretty impressive. And they oh, had yeah. a really good class uh, with that 2023. It was uh, third in the country, uh, which – can you imagine if Texas Tech got third in the country for any <laughs> right, class just right, once? Right, Because Texas, all right, their 2023 class was uh, third in the country. Texas 28th. Uh, 28th is pretty good, uh, but it's not third. You're talking about, if you look at all the hype around Micah Hudson, and deservedly so, Texas gets like four of those guys, basically. Yeah. Not necessarily a Micah Hudson, because he might be uniquely special. I mean, right, Texas right. to one or two. But, but as far as like rating, yeah, and I mean, you look at their guys, they like stuff, yeah, the top yeah. linebacker in the country, the top offensive tackle in the country. You know what I mean? Right. There's only so much that Texas's recruiting can get better, to be to be honest, based on the rankings. Third in 2023 in the country, fifth in 2022, then the 15th in 2021, which has turned out to be pretty dang good. Uh, 2020, they were eighth uh, in, in the country, top in the Big 12. Uh, and then 2019, they were third. And they had the wow. 12th transfer class, too, yeah. in 2019. Yeah. And they actually have some guys. Jordan, uh, Jordan Winnington, the receiver, player, really yeah. good receiver. Yeah. He's, been, he's, uh, he's like Tyler Shuck, been playing forever, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, linebacker Dave Gabinda, he's he's pretty good too. And then Sweat, who I if 
if I could pick one guy from my beloved Cowboys to get, it'd be Sweat. That guy, yeah. he is a beast. Yeah, he right? is. He's just yeah. a mind. Yeah. Just you can't single up on him yeah. all game. He will beat you. Yeah, you he's, know? he's so. huge, and yeah, he's he's going to be. He's definitely a Sunday player right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, so yeah. So Tech, it, it it is funny that when you look break down break this stuff down though, and and what's fascinating about it is how. You know, you have all the rankings and all that, and Texas gets all these classes every single year. But yet, you look at the times Tex, uh, that Tech has beaten Texas recently. Yeah. And it's just funny. It, yeah. It's just funny how, you know, on paper, all these things say one thing, but you still got to play the game, yeah. and things happen, crazy things happen. Even this evening, you know, on oh, paper, yeah. Texas ought to win this game. It shouldn't even be close. But you just never know. That's you why we watch. Right? And that's the yeah. great thing about football is that not only do we never know, but you only they only play once a week. You know, I mean, in basketball, like, Tech's played the last three days. I mean, do they matter as much? They just doesn't. Right. It, I, I, it, it, every game has some weight on it. Right. Uh, you know, and... How many times, I think every week, you're like, this is the biggest game of the season. You know? like, right. Because it, right. it becomes like, right. wow, they got to win this. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's the key to, well, one of the, one of the major keys to, to, to football and its yeah. popularity. Especially in college country. football, yeah. I think, you know, because every week matters so much to every single thing, you know. And, I mean, even down to the level of, you know, you're bowl eligible, but what level of right. bowl are you going? I mean, you know, you got to win those games, and, and it does. It seems like the whole season is is a playoff more than any other sport. If know? they win tonight, if Tech wins tonight, this season will go – almost everybody will have to admit it was still a pretty dang good season. Right. If right. they lose, there's going to be half the fan base be like, man, what a letdown this season was. Yeah. That's how, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the fact they got bowl eligible, I think, was so important oh, because because yeah. I think nobody would tell you this this season was like, oh, yeah, what a great season. This is what I expected. Because mm-hmm. I think almost everybody expected a great season. The expectations yeah. were so high. So it has been disappointing. But to be able to at least get bowl eligible, and look, nobody's jumping up and down to go to the Independence Bowl or whatever. But at least you're going to a bowl and you're keeping some sort of yeah. momentum towards the team is, is, you know, it's, it's relevant, it's growing and it's moving in the right direction. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, think it's, it's just, huge. Yeah. I, I, you're, I'm not saying anything cause I agree yeah. with you completely yeah. on that. Like, yes, let me throw one more thing out here uh, for these comparison before I, uh, before we move on, I mentioned the 2021 class for Texas that, uh, you know, was ranked 15th, which is not good for them. Like you said, they were probably complaining about that, but has produced a lot of really good players that are playing well on a, you know, a championship contender. Tex was ranked 74th. That's terrible. 21st transfer, which is pretty good. 55th overall combined. But here are some players off that. Baron Morton, Duran Bradley, Mason Tharp, Cameron Valdez, and then transfers, Rayshad Williams, Malik Dunlap, Josiah Pierre. Guys that have all panned yeah, out and been major yeah. contributors so, for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not trying to invalidate the, the, our rankings, but I'm just <laughs> saying uh, sometimes they can be overstated in terms of right. how important. I think it's more consistency. Yeah, The numbers, it's like sales to me. Like You need to consistently get a lot of recruits and a lot of recruits that are ranked highly, that a lot right. of people want, really. I, I think offer lists are one of the most important things to me because yeah. I trust a lot of the, you know, the, the college coaches and their – uh, their staffs or recruiting staffs in terms of 
who they like. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, that's 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 really interesting. I love talking about that kind of stuff, man. That's yeah. good. All right. When we come back here as we get you ready for Texas Tech uh, versus UT tonight at six thirty. Um, we're going to shift gears a little bit and uh, move over to Pete here in a few minutes for a breakdown of the Lady Raiders after the win versus UTSA and uh, talk some of that and get you updated. They're, so they're, uh, yeah. yeah, they're in uh, Las Vegas tonight. Playing. Oh, nice. nice. Vegas, all right. It, yeah. All right, let's hear all about it. Coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Time to take a check of the Gandy's Milk College Football Scoreboard. Looking at the top 25 scores, number 17, Iowa, beat Nebraska today, 13-10. Number 13, Oklahoma over TCU, 69-45. Egg Bowl last night, number 12, Ole Miss, beat Mississippi State, 17-7. Afterwards, Lane Kiffin said, I really miss Mike Leach. Uh, scores underway right now. Number nine, Missouri, leading Arkansas 10 nothing early in the second quarter. And uh, number 23, Tulane over UTSA 20-10. That's in the second quarter. Tonight, Texas Tech at number seven, Texas. Number 11, Penn State at Michigan and Oregon State. Uh, number 16 at number six, Oregon. All your other games tomorrow, the biggest one, number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Both are 11. And I want to throw in some high school school playoff scores from today. Uh, Estacado just lost to Decatur, 52-21. Idaloo trails to Canadian, 50-7 in the fourth. Seminole over uh, Glen Rose, 28-20 at the half. And Lubbock Christian leads undefeated Hallettsville, uh, Sacred Heart, 29-3 in the third in the Tap State semifinals. Those are your top 25 high school scoreboard. Lady Raider Basketball. Pete's got a, a breakdown. Lady Raiders. How are they doing so far? Oh, there he is. Did he, did he take off me? Oh, hi. Uh, off to a 5-0 and start. And uh, tonight, uh, you know, they start getting into some uh, tougher competition. Maybe they're playing in Vegas. But uh, the last game, which was Monday, they beat UTSA, the Roadrunners. Uh, really tight game. They were up 17 early, and uh, they had that battle to hold on and win 63-58. Coach Gerlich thought it was good. They were in a tight game, but uh, the defense was really strong in that game. They had 31 turnovers. Texas Tech, uh, you know, they've got a lot of different scorers in this game, and, that, uh, and that's been good. You know, Bailey Maupin and Jasmine Shavers have done something no one has done in the 21st century. The first duo for the Lady Raiders to record double figures scoring in their first five games of the year. Maupin had a team leading 18 on Monday night, uh, and then Shavers had 15. So they're the two, you know, big guns, if you will. But Kyla Freeline has been a monster on the boards. Uh, Jordan Merritt, uh, just, you know, so a, a lot of players stepping up right now, and they're off to that 5-0 and start. Okay, now now you can hear me. Um, it was my own fault. I did something stupid here. That's but anyway, right. 
Um, but my question was, they're playing in Vegas. This is, is this a tournament? It is, yeah. And they went up there last year, and this is the one. Yes, that's my yes. question. And I don't know if it's weird. the same Some, tournament. Yeah, no. they had no no uh, EMT and stuff. Someone got right. hurt, and no one was there. It was in a ballroom. Yeah, it was some weird thing. No, no seats for fans or something. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know what the setup is this year, but they play tonight, 8.30 against Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers is 3-3, three and three, and the game is 8.30 our time on Flow Hoops, and then they're guaranteed a game tomorrow. So it's not really a tournament like, oh, you win and you'll play the winner of this team. You just go up and play two games, neutral site. And so tomorrow night they get uh, Santa Clara, who is off to a 5-1 and one start, and uh, Santa Clara plays undefeated Boise State tonight in Vegas. So just a couple of games. Uh, hopefully you can get out of there going you know, 2-0 and oh and, and be 7-0 and oh, uh, coming back home. So, uh, you know, I think it's a team that's still obviously developing, but, you know, you got three or four good scorers on the team, and the, and the defense has been good at times, and, uh, you know, I, I'm encouraged. All right. Well, that's very good. Uh, you know, I think uh, Krista Gerlich's done a great job so far. So hopefully the Lady Raiders take a uh, next step this season. Uh, when we come back here, we'll talk some uh, Red Raider basketball. Um, they've been, you know, in the uh, battle for Atlantis tournament. And mixed results, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to know what to make of this team so far. But uh, we'll discuss uh, Texas Tech basketball coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1. Texas Tech basketball. All right, yeah. I always have trouble. I'm the guy that has trouble getting into basketball until football season is fully over. I'll just admit straight up, but uh so I'm I'm not uh I'm not quite ready for basketball yet. But Texas Tech basketball is here. They're playing in that battle for Atlantis, which is a pretty prestigious tournament. Yeah, and there's you know, some good to get teams into in that. There. Yeah, there are some good ones. Uh, Tech hasn't been uh, great there, but they did beat. They came from behind, I guess, or you know, beat yeah. more than uh, Iowa. Iowa. They're yeah. down 15, came back and won 72-70. Pop Isaacs uh, shot off the glass with eight tenths of a second left. But before that, they lost 85-69 to Villanova. And uh, I think you saw some of the, the concerns in that game. Yeah, see, that's what I think that watching this team so far this year it really sort of, I, and this may not be popular opinion here, but it has made me appreciate a little more what Chris Beard was able to do as far as building a roster yeah. with the talent and, and what he did. Look, everybody hates him now, and I get it, <laughs> but you got to respect what he was able to build and do here to put Tech on a winning trajectory with guys that can play at the level necessary to win. And what I've seen so far I, I don't know if they're close to that yet. I think this team is a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team at best, yeah. probably yeah. more like a lower-level Big 12 team. I mean, I think this is going to be a season that Tech fans of basketball are not going to be overjoyed about. Yeah, I mean, you know, even the defense. Like. I mean, giving up 85 points. Right. They couldn't score in the paint. They're chucking up threes left and right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they Thank God Pop Isaac hit that off glass. I mean, they were down 15 to Northern Iowa. Couldn't get anything going. And then, you know, you saw some light there. I mean, Walton hit a big three uh, and then, you know, battled back and you know, down to six, down to three. And, and then they took the lead and then, you know, then they 
gave it away a little bit, and then man, Pop Isaacs uh, was huge, man. He he, and he said, I wanted to move in and maybe get fouled, but he he got it off glass, and they won. So here they are now tonight, five o'clock, ESPNU. They play Michigan. Winners fifth place in the bow for Atlantis. Loser is sixth place, uh, and then you come home. I think you got uh, Omaha. I think is next. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, I I, I I'm sure. You know, I mean, Grant McCaslin, what he did at North Texas, and you know, I I, I get it, and but you know what, I get, uh, I get, and and this is nothing because I know you're a Matt Wells. Yeah, I mean, he was a good guy and all that. I get it, and so I'm not saying anything about that. But I'm just saying, I get, I get uh, Matt Wells vibes from the Grant McCaslin hire. I mean, I really do. I just feel like he's, you know, he had some success at a at a lower level school. I, I just don't. I, I'm just not convinced that he's he's the guy that can take Tech to the promised land at the level that Tech is used to playing at. I could be wrong, and I hope I am. And I hope a couple of years from now, you guys are saying, "In your face, loser, yes. man! You didn't even know." I don't know but I just, but I get the same. I just get the yeah. same sort yeah. of a the the weird vibe that I had when Matt Wells was hired. I was like, well, I guess I, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch and see what happens. You know. Well, one, I'm going to say one positive about McCaslin. When he calls a timeout and he draws up a play. That's a great point, Pete. I, I mean, and he even said that in my lunch that, I mean, he is, that's what he is strong on. And I've seen it. And, yeah. and that's impressive to me. It is. So, you know, again, it's, it's just wet paint. They got, they need some time, but uh, I, there are some positives from McCaslin. Teams are tough. UNT teams were tough when he was there. He has tough team wins. Yeah. It, it does matter. Uh, especially like in a conference like the Big 12. The one thing I would say is uh, Villanova out-toughed them like crazy. Yeah. I mean, they just pushed yeah. them around, you know? So. See, that's what's concerning with Big 12 play coming. Yeah. Is this team capable of pushing around in the paint like is necessary in the Big 12? I mean, it's very physical, very difficult. I don't think difficult. so. Yeah. I mean, you have one legit big. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's Warren Washington, and I like him. But when Villanova dunked on him, you could tell it was game over. I was like, that's it. Yeah. Because basketball is like that momentum. He had a really nice block before, and he was kind of keeping them out of the paint. But once I don't know if y'all remember that play, but on the break when he dunked, I was like, "Oh, let's watch." Bill right. was gonna like they're. Gonna, I hate to use this game, but they're gonna start flexing on Ted, and they did. Right. They pushed him around. Villanova, I mean, comes is one of the toughest programs, one of the toughest areas, all that. So that's extreme, but I mean, that's you're gonna face really tough, uh, imposing interior players in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I I love the point that P brought up about come, uh, plays out of a timeout because I saw that I don't even remember who they played. What was it? Corpus Christi in the yeah, last game right. of the homestand? Same with Corpus Christi. Yeah. That that stood out to me, but then it's it has stood out so far in the battle for Atlantis. Um, I, it's you know it's a lot better that they won yesterday than they lost. That's yeah. for sure. When they were down fifteen in the second half, I was like, oh man, and this is. They went one and two last year at Maui. Yeah, they, yeah, they so, beat like the worst right. Louisville they, team you know, in the history. They can go two and one. Louisville basketball. Hey, y'all been to catch the, uh, it's all over social media, but Fardos, you know, who was oh, yeah. last year for Tech. <laughs> yeah. He was the guy that everybody kept saying, man, this guy's a cancer on the team. And there's the video going around. His, it, he plays for Cal, is that right? Yeah. Cal. And he goes up into the stands or something and confronts some fan or something. I was well, like, oh, my the, gosh. What, the fan was saying some story, harsh things. But, right. But yeah. fans say harsh things. I know. If you're a player, you got to be better his than defense, that, man. I, I can see the things the fan said set him off, but you got to do better. And they talked to him about that. But I believe they're one and three and they're struggling. And 
you know. I do not like that player. You know, I say he's a good guy. I'm not yeah. saying that. About no, I don't this think guy. he was a good guy. I no. think he was a jerk, and I think he was yep. a cancer on the team, and he was one of many. responsible for a lot of the problems. Yeah. I'm not going to segue this, but I do want to. I do want to. <laughs> no, I'm, anyway. I'm really not trying to make a joke on this, yeah. but I can't help. But I wanted to say during this segment that my, you know, my heart goes out to Pop and his family, his dad, going battling cancer right now, going through chemo. <laughs> I know Pop uh, has struggled. Some he made the game win shot yesterday. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like. I know they're you know from I don't pretend to know them, but I've been told many times they were very tight. Um, I remember Pop's dad and his, his I believe his parents, uh, but definitely his dad were at the Grant McCaslin introduction deal and everything. And you know I every one of us has been uh, impacted by somebody we care about uh, yep. with cancer. Right. And I hate that Pop's having to go through that right now. You know, and that his family is. So I just. Yeah. Again, that's a terrible segue, but I did want to mention that during this segment. Yeah. No, and that is true, and that's tough because that weighs heavy on you. Cause when, oh, yeah. No matter – because you're right. Everybody's gone through that. Yep. We all have been there, and the things you do day-to-day don't seem to matter very much when <laughs> yeah. you're going through those kind of things. It puts things into perspective. Uh, yeah. So basketball especially, I would imagine, yeah. is like, you know, it's a game. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. no, that's I'm glad you brought that up. But. Um, but uh, but yeah, basketball though it's it's going to be interesting to see what the what the year holds here for for Texas Tech. You know, Namari Burnett plays for Michigan and he's been playing well. He's averaging double figures. He was at Alabama, right? Yeah. So he transferred again yep. to Michigan. Okay. Yep. All right. He was starting at Alabama wow. too. So yeah. he's he starts for Michigan. He's averaging like almost twelve points a game for oh, them. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's crazy. That seems like a lifetime ago when you played for Texas Tech, doesn't it? I mean, mean, it's it's weird how these guys just move around like that. And and uh, somebody mentioned um, on a social somewhere I saw today uh, that you think Michigan wants to get back at Texas Tech for beating them in the Sweet Sixteen. And I was like, in 2019, <laughs> and it got me thinking. And I understand the fans probably do because I, I mean, I was there at Anaheim where they held Michigan to like two second half points or something stupid like that. Uh, it was a record. It was the NCAA record and a record low for Michigan. But I don't think there's one player or coach on either one of those rosters remaining. Wow! Just from four years ago. God, isn't that crazy. That's, wow, that's really crazy. That really you know? is. I mean, yeah. it might be for Michigan, but I doubt it. I yeah, I'm yeah. going to double check the stat, but I think. Michigan has never beat Texas Tech in basketball from when I last. I wonder played. how many times they played. Twice. Oh well, <laughs> but still, it's better to have one. I mean, Michigan's hey, a great program. Yeah, you got to start so. somewhere, right? Yeah. All right, uh, that's our Texas Tech basketball update. But uh, there is a football game at hand tonight, a pretty big one too. Texas Tech uh, down in Austin to take on the Longhorns tonight at six thirty. And uh, coming up next, we'll get back to football. We'll talk about the Red Raider offense. What they need to do tonight, besides the obvious of score more points, but uh, how's that? How's that going to break down? How's that look tonight? Uh, we'll talk about it next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock One Hundred One Point One. Red Raider offense. All right, uh, so Texas Tech and the Longhorns playing tonight at 6.30 down in Austin, the armpit of the of the universe. 
and that's being kind. It's actually the crotch of the universe. Yeah, well, they they cleaned it up because the uh, Chinese dictator came to visit. So, uh, you know, California is also a communist nation. So they they cleaned it up, especially for the uh, China dictator. So I don't know. I think Austin is still the worst place. Austin's trying to copy what San Francisco has done in terms of like a beautiful, like really cool place. And let's see how much we could just right and ruin screw with it. Yeah, yeah, it is it is unreal. I the last time I was there, I was like. I was appalled. I was. My son lives down there. He lives north of Austin, mm-hmm. and him and his girlfriend—they won't even go into Austin anymore, downtown Austin, because it is so bad. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it well, is hard to get there too place. because right. the infrastructure just isn't there. Like it's even terrible. The traffic yeah. because they, it was never built for that. Like DFW or even Houston, where there's obviously more people, but yeah. they have the roads and the and the you know extra routes to take right. Austin. You only have a couple of choices and you're stuck in traffic. For it is. An hour. It is terrible to think that that is the, the capital, the Republic of Texas. I mean, what have we done? The people in Austin have allowed it to happen and it's, and it's a blight on the entire state. And good, I feel very strongly good about food, it. <laughs> good live music still though. Right. Yeah. If you go down there and you don't get shot, good luck <laughs> to you, you know, but it's great live music. Sure. You're exactly right. Two That's hours why I said, to kick though, It's off. terrible. <laughs> Pete's trying to get us back on track. I know. I'm sorry. Two Pete, hours I, to kick off. Four thirty. I get kick off at six thirty on ABC. No, I, I just Go think ahead, it's Pete. terrible what's happened to, to Austin, though. I really do. I, I think it's terrible. But I mean, the last time I tonight. was there, uh, I thought there was a homeless football league because there were tons <laughs> yeah. of people there. I was like, what in the world? Uh, I did have some of the best pizza I ever had there. Where the, was it? You remember? A home slice. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's the only thing I remember. By selling out of a tent or and was keep, it? <laughs> Austin weird, and I'm like, whatever. So, I, I mean, again, I love Lubbock. So. What does uh, the Texas Tech offense have to do tonight, Pete? Man, I think uh, I think they got this guy that probably should get the ball, Taj Brooks. Mm. I think I've you heard gotta, of him. Yeah, I think you got to run Pretty the ball. Good. I think uh, it starts with him. Uh, he, I mean, he's what I lost count of how many hundred yard games in a row. It's, it's eight up less nine. Eight I and believe. nine sounds yeah. right. Got yeah. the other one too. Yeah, right, two two yards away. So uh, I think uh, you, you start with him, and uh, I also think uh, you know I, I I like Baron Morton. I think last week uh, we saw some good signs out of him, and uh, you know I. I it, it, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I, I'm trying to say uh, I, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, oh, Bradley. I Jordan need some Bradley. more. I need some more from him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole season. I think if you look at players on the roster who've been uh, just somewhat of a disappointment, I, I think you got to put his name up there towards Whoa. the top of the Let's list. Let's do that. I know people don't. You know yeah. they want us to be all positive. What's your top five? Bradley, uh, most disappointing. Yeah. And then we'll do our top five performers. Loic Fungi's up there. Fungi's yeah. up there. I, I think it's a, he had one great game, and it was a great game. He had yeah, a touchdown catch and a block punt for a touchdown against Houston. Stop. But where's he been? Stats Rusty, definitely yes. is up there. Right. Um, totally Steve agree. Linton, supposed to be major yeah. disappointment. He had that yeah. one game against Baylor. What happened there? He's hurt, too, supposedly. Yeah. What, yeah, Mos- the Cole has been the guy that's, he's been, that's good. been the guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Linton has been a major disappointment. I agree. So, yeah. Linton, Stats, Bradley, Fungi. Anybody else on defense? Uh, let's see. You know, defense has played pretty yeah. well overall. I mean, they're really. I think I to mean, me, the offense has been the most disappointing yeah. thing yes. on the entire Cole Spencer. Team. Okay, yeah. Because I mean, so, even when he in, was healthy, he was, he, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jacoby Jackson has been a. Like, yeah. If you go back and watch and just you know just watch them actually play, not the just the ball. You know, if, if you're watching mm-hmm. the game, then 
Jacoby Jackson is a huge upgrade. Yeah. Like, I like him moving forward. That's and another guy you'll have, you know, next year, hopefully the year after that. Then the best five would have to be, you'd have to start Taj, with Taj. Taj. Yeah, Taj. Jalen, yeah. Rabbit. I tell you who's been sneaky really good is Braylon Lux. Right. He's yeah. been really good. Yeah. Like, that's been a great addition. You know, and Ben, ben Rock has been, been great. He's been yeah. outstanding. Yeah. 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 We're going all defense. What about. <laughs> Isn't that I, crazy, though? Most of the guys yeah. that you think of... The Baylor Cup has been, so been good. He hadn't yeah. been as big a receiver as I think most people would like, or that he could be, but that's because he's they need him in terms of as a blocker a lot, you know? And some of the things they did with their blocking scheme last week I loved, that they went to 12 personnel because they got Mason Tharp back. And that, that was sealed huge. The edges. That yeah. was amazing. And that was a Josh Cochran special, according to uh, Zach Kitley. Josh Cochran's the tight ends coach. And he said, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this. Let's go 12 personnel. Let's put them in motion, and they'll seal the edges and let Taj do his thing. Yeah, know? and it yeah. obviously works. No, that right. that was really good having Tharp and Cup yeah. out there. I love that man. I want to see, see more, more of that. that. Yeah, and I think they need to do that tonight because you know can Taj run against? You know, I mean Texas obviously has lots of talented yeah. players. I mean they do. They it's probably the most talented oh, team we've yeah. seen all year. Off, you know, I mean I don't know. Arguably, it is. I don't know who else would be more talented. Maybe Oregon, but, uh, yeah, Oregon. but will will Taj? You know, you want Taj to run the ball, yeah. but can he run against Texas? What do yeah. you guys think? I think the main thing to me is will Kitley be consistent with it? If they get knocked back for a one yard loss, does he just totally abandon the run? I, that's the thing with coordinators and coaches in general. To me, is that they always go to what they know when yeah. they get feel any pressure and i think you have to be disciplined to say look Taj's are still our best option i know they've they've stopped this run or they, they've stopped two in a row but we got to keep going got to man gotta, up yeah because the because that's obviously what they do best uh, on offense yeah. and I, I think everything has to work off of that so i think 12 personnel is something we've been clamoring for right you know heavier personnel i think uh i hope they do that but i think Dennis Wilburn has to have a really good game. He had a pretty dang good game against Texas last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to do it again at center, right in the middle of that offensive line. And then Stats has to play his best game. I think Jacoby Jackson, talent-wise and strength-wise, I'm, I, I want to see it. I, I'm, I'm excited about that. But you think he could match up with I do. some of those I do. Uh, big I think sweat J- and some Jacoby of those Jacoby Jackson yeah. was a guy that was going to be TCU's centerpiece of his class. And then there was some drama. I don't remember exactly what it was, but the TCU coaches did something that angered him and so he came to tech and that was a really good tcu class too so um i think he's on par he's one of the only guys in terms of talent when i look when i look at matching up with texas like oh he can go let's i don't know if he'll be able, if he'll actually do it yeah. but he has the talent and the strength and all that it's what's weird about texas this year is you know they've won 10 games and they're you know ranked seventh nationally they're in the college football playoff hunt but they still do not appear to be an unbeatable kind of team. I agree. They they just don't. They don't. They're not a dominating team. I mean, I mean, hats off to them for winning ten games. I mean, you have to give it up to a team for winning ten games. That's hard. How many times has Tech done that? But yeah. but if you look at it from a standpoint of is this really? I mean, are they one of the? I mean. Uh, to me, there's only one team that you go, well, I don't think those guys are unbeatable, and that's Georgia to me. But Texas does not look unbeatable. I mean, some of the opponents they've played this year, they, they've won, certainly, Maybe. but they've struggled with yeah. a lot of them. So I don't know if they're dominating and unbeatable. I agree. Uh, I do. But, I mean, it, 
we did the comparison and you look at the roster and they are really talented. I mean, they are, you know, and they're well coached and they have a quarterback. When Texas has that combination, they're usually, they win 10 games, you know, can tech beat them tonight? Absolutely. Is it going to be difficult? Yeah. Yes. I mean, a lot of things are going to have to go their way, which normally doesn't happen in Austin and they're going to have to play, uh, with a certain type of edge, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and when things go bad, cause they will, Will they respond like we've seen the last three weeks? I don't know. Or they or they crumble. See, th- this is the kind of game where I sit there and you know, you, you know, when you look at it, you always want to. These are the type of games where I think you fall onto the intangibles. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know what? Right. Uh, they're leaving the Big Twelve. They're going to the SEC. You want to send a message? You want to have the eternal scoreboard? We're going to be pumped up for this game and all those kind of things. The hyperbole of all of that. It's fun to talk about, and you'd love to see it. But is that realistic to think that that those are the things that are going to get you a win tonight? One intangible I want to mention on the other side against you is that you did beat Texas last year. They didn't like that. Your coach did everything runs through Lubbock. See, they didn't like what, that. Yeah. Um, you have all this smack talking about the conferences and everything. And the, the commissioner. The commissioner didn't yeah. help things either. So, no. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not in a locker, locker room or anything like that. I, I don't have the pulse of UT, but one would think with a national title game or playoff appearance on the line playing against, you know, at the way they see it, their little brother talking right, smack after beating right. them in overtime, you know, all that. And the commissioner, like Pete said, you would think they would be motivated tonight. Yeah. Right. So that's an intangible oh, yeah. going against tech. See, you know? and I think that's a big one. And I, and cause you know, and I think that that whole thing with McGuire and what he said about the big 12 going through Lubbock, I love it. And I think in, in that moment, he was talking to his team. Yes, right. But yes. then the social media team gets a hold of that yep. and goes, oh, yep. my gosh, this is a great line. And yep. they put it out there on social media for the whole world to see. Yep. Yeah. They probably would have been better off because I guarantee you McGuire didn't want that out there. Uh, that I, wasn't his plan. He told me he didn't you know? want it out You're there. Right. He told me specifically. Yeah. And the guy who put it out there, because he mentioned it, I told – I can't remember his name. But he's, I told him, like, man, you probably should have ran that by me before you posted that. Right. You know, like – uh, and then I talked to the guy and he was like, well, I got, you know, they called me into his office and I got to talk to you about it and everything. He's like, but really I don't regret it. Cause it was like the number one thing on, you know, it's kind of one of those things like that's his job is yeah, to get clicks on social media and to, likes. And yeah. the, at least the first time, if you're going to do that, make sure it's a, a big thing. And it was a big thing, but right. you know, moving forward, I, I think that dude has to go run things by coach McGuire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I would think that that, yeah, that's. That kind of stuff comes back to haunt you, man. And I get McGuire was just pumped up in the moment and adrenaline, wanted his Please. players to believe yeah, and in all that. Yeah. But, man, that's the locker room. That's not yeah. for consumption for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, uh, we'll move to uh, defense next, Red Raider defense. What do they got to do tonight to stop uh, the Longhorns and uh, secure a victory tonight? That's coming up on the Red Raider after the Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1. Time to take a check of the Gandy's Milk College Football Scoreboard. Big 12 scores. You got number 13, Oklahoma, beating TCU today, 69-45. Only other game tonight, Texas Tech at number 7, Texas, 630. It's on ABC. Longhorns favored by 14.5. Tomorrow, Houston at Central Florida, an 11 a.m. game. Central Florida needs a win to get bowl eligible. BYU is at Oklahoma State at 2.30. The Cougars need a win to get bowl eligible. 
West Virginia's at Baylor. That's a 6 o'clock kick tomorrow night. Kansas at Cincinnati. That's a 6.30 game. Iowa State at Kansas State. That's a 7 o'clock kick. That's the Big 12 scoreboard. Red Raider defense. Let me start off asking a question. Is this Red Raider defense this year, are they better than last year? What do you think? I don't think they've they've caused enough turnovers. I think that's the biggest knock. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But in other ways, I mean, yeah, I think they are. I think straight up against uh, the run they are. Um they haven't allowed near as many as explosive plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a night and day difference. Last year, they were good in the red zone. They were better in turnovers, but they allowed a lot of explosive plays. And they really haven't. I mean, Devin Neal had that 60-yard run. But I can't really – what's another explosive play in the last three weeks? But, you know, you're, you're also – you know, you look at that and you go, okay, but you know what? That guy's a really good – He's a really, really good, good And if you're going to give up an explosive play – you, sometimes you have to just go, you know what? Good players, they're yeah. good for a reason. They they make great plays. So it's when you start giving up big-time plays yeah. against the Bellagios of the world, like with Arizona right. State, that make his Kingsbury. career for yeah, Right, right. That's he, when you work. He gave yeah. up one against UCF, too, and it was a uh, miscommunication, which is, that, I mean, that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, you're talking about one a game instead of like, well, in the Kingsbury era, it was like 10. Right. You know, and then... Or I should say the David Gibbs era, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was like 10. Um, and then Wells, it was probably half that. But now, one one or two. And those goal line stands. Um, End of the first half. That was huge. That was huge. And that was a play call thing with UCF as much as anything. I was shocked at that. Like, and if Banks doesn't hit that with his forearm, you don't. You could have lost that game. That's true. You just don't know. I think that's another thing is they've had a lot of injuries. And you've seen guys. We've mentioned some of the guys. I mean, Jalen Hutchings, who started, what, 57 straight games for you or something? He's always playing for you. He yeah. goes down. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. He's yeah. not. He's probably not playing tonight, right? Oh, I actually thought he was going to play tonight. Did you? Okay. That's what I was going to ask you because yeah. I wasn't sure what his status was because I had heard earlier that he may not play, but well, he might maybe not. he I, will. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. McGuire said Monday that he expected him to play. Okay. Well, I so, hope so, man. Yeah, I do too. You know, his last uh, – I mean, you know, yeah. potentially last game. Is he a guy that is he an NFL caliber yes. guy? Yes. Okay. His, so, uh, and you hear this talked about a lot, and that's why he wasn't very heavily recruited too. Was his stature? He's six foot. Mm-hmm. You know, they like bigger frame guys. They can, you know, because it, it's the hand fighting and all that. You know right. what I mean? But he's so athletic. He's uh, he really is. He's a, and he's so strong and now very experienced. I, People are going to see his film and be like, all right, we got to give this guy a shot. Yeah. Now, it might be like a Broderick Washington where it's middle to late round pick, but then he gets in somewhere. He gets that still sick, playing he's in the league, great, though. Yeah. Second contract. Got a great yeah. contract. He yeah. got paid like, yeah. big time. Right. So, no, I definitely see a career like Broderick for, for Jalen. Yeah. Well, I hope he plays because in, in, if he plays tonight, does he come back and play in the ball game? You know, some of these guys, they want to protect themselves from the NFL, you know? I think it depends on his injury. If yeah. it's not that, I think that scared him because he thought he might have torn his ACL again because he did that before his senior year in high school and uh, playing basketball, of all things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that that's scary. You know, that's very scary. And then he's played almost, what, five, six years straight without missing a game. He goes down, though. Uh, Amarian Bank steps up and makes 
he gets the pressure on the quarterback that gets that interception for C.J. Baskerville, and he blocks the extra point. So, But if you had told me that Jalen's going to go down against UCF, who had a running back who was running all over everybody, including Oklahoma State, yeah. I'm like, that's not good. I'm probably going to lose that game. Right. No, somebody stepped up. Again, Dadrian Taylor Demerson, you know, by all accounts, heart and soul of the defense, certainly the secondary, he, he goes down, and he's been playing at a really high level. Chapman Lewis steps in and plays. So, to me, that's been the most impressive thing about this defense is that uh, Jacob Rodriguez missed most of the season. Ben Roberts steps in, and I mean, he looks great. Right. He looks terrific. Future I mean, star, big yeah, time star. Yeah. There's a, still a like. lot of room for improvement for him, yeah. too. So, that is the best thing. That's the thing that and it reminds me of last year's defense in that way a little bit. But I, I think I'd have to get, let's put it this way if I had to win a game I like to pin on, I would pick this year's defense over last yeah. year's. Okay. All right. So, tonight with uh, against the Longhorns, you know, uh, Ewers is back, and uh, you know he's he's playing. He's obviously a very talented guy, and um, that now they they are down their star Jonathan running Brooks, back. Yeah. yeah, he he's down for the season. But realistically, Texas Tech tonight defensively does Texas Tech play the kind of defense and the the level of defense necessary to at least put Tech in a position to win. This game, depending, you know, on the offense. I mean, we we've already talked about that. What they got to do, but can the defense match up well enough with a talented Texas offense to at least keep the score at a level where the offense has a chance? I think, based off what we've seen the last several weeks, you have to say yes. And Kansas has a great offense, and you went up there at their place and held them to 13 points. UCF was schooling everybody since they got Plumlee back, right? And you slowed them down. I mean, what was it, 23 points? Uh, so, and that's with that one miscommunication, which was a fluke thing, which happens. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they should still be blamed for it or whatever, but ultimately the defense is playing at a very high level, perhaps the best we've seen. Uh, if they were getting turnovers, like Pete mentioned before, then it would be no doubt the best defense the last decade that Tex had. So I feel much better about Tex defense matching up with, even though I have a lot of respect for UT's offense, than I do Tex offense going against UT's defense. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Pete? Uh, I think that uh, they got to get some turnovers, get some pressure on, yeah. on on yours, get an interception. I mean, they got to take the lead. They cannot be ten to fourteen down and have to play catch up. Right. You got to jump on these guys, and then you know, look. You go back to that West Virginia game when the offense wasn't doing anything. It was the defense. The defense has got to to. Pump up the offense, I think tonight, and and make some stops and give them a, and give them a chance, like we talk about. I think they can. So that's what my fear is: is that something happens, UT comes out and they score quickly, right. two and or that's, three touchdowns quickly, and we're just in a hole and we can't climb out of it. You know what would really help the cause too is some kind of big play on special teams. We don't talk about it a lot, but Tech special teams has been terrific. Yeah, that has yeah. been some, like. Some of the best special teams we've seen in a long time. You know, punt returns, kick returns. Well, even uh, punting. Block, punting's been great. Yeah. Gino Garcia, I mean, he's been amazing since yeah. that first week, you know. Um, you don't win that game uh, really each of the last two games if he doesn't make some big kicks for you, right. so, including the game winner against Kansas. So, uh, you know, you got to win that phase of the game too. Yeah. I just want to mention Tony Bradford. Here's a guy oh, yeah. who, who the mayor. used his money, his own NIL money, got 100 turkeys, gave them out. United gave him 100 more. That guy's got a harder goal, and he's a bad man on the football field. But uh, I just uh, what a blessing to help others. And that guy uh, has it when, when you know a lot of kids are like, man, I'm going to go buy a PlayStation and stuff. He's, he's trying to help others. 
That's that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. And 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 that's another one of those intangible things though that goes into these kind of games like this. You know, you got guys like that that are just good humans. Yeah. They, he I mean he clearly loves Texas Tech, and you know sometimes that heart, those are the things that that help you get just a a little extra in a game like this tonight. I just hope that there's enough of that and that Tech can. Mm. You know, it, I, I just don't know how I feel about this game. We always do predictions yeah. and stuff, score <laughs> predictions. And, man, this game's just got me torn up, man. I just don't know. I want Tech to win so bad tonight. Yeah. But, you know, you may be in holiday mode, but in, at least in my opinion, you're on it today. Because, to me, the biggest difference in this program is the level of character of these guys. People yeah. talk about talent, and I get it. But I'm just going to be honest, man. Some of the guys they had were guys that, were turned down by other programs because of their character. Yeah. And that tech got them, you know? And then that, we saw that in November, you know? When it's tough, you're hurt. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's beat to hell. Yeah, know? every team's got every injuries. Team, yeah. yeah, and the guys that are playing are beat up. You know, I mean, Tony Bradford's held together by like, you seen all the braces and stuff he has? You know, <laughs> right. maybe think about it. But they have a really good group of guys that have been a part of the core of these three seasons yeah. where, you know, it looked improbable. They're not going to win this game. They win. They go to a bowl. They beat Mississippi State in the bowl. Wow. Last year, four-game winning streak. In this, and then now what we've seen this year. Yeah. Is it going to be enough to beat Texas? They might have a great group of guys, too, high-character guys, too. I really don't know. Uh, they're awfully talented. It's in Austin. But uh, I think that's a great point about the character and what a difference it's made in the program. Well, hopefully the intangibles, you know, the the stuff that you love to talk about as a fan, you know, you love to talk about all those things, motivation and, you know, and all the stuff. But sometimes you need some of that, you know, to get a road, especially, I mean, get a win, especially on the road. So uh, tonight, 630, we'll start, to, it'll start unfolding here. But uh, <laughs> we've still got a little bit more to go here. On the rock and pregame, I know we're about out of time here, but we're gonna rock or roll coming up next here on uh, the rock and pregame. Pete's here. favorite. Yeah, that's right. Pete loves it. Red Raider outfit of rock and pregame. Rock one hundred one point one. It's time to no and I know Troy. Rock and roll is the cornerstone of the show, especially after eight years. <clears throat> you were saying? Even I know that if you rock, it's the number Sean sets it at or higher. But if you roll, it's lower. It's time to rock or roll. All right, let's get right to it here now that we've explained the rules of engagement here. We start on the tech side here. Texas Tech total pass yards at 256 and a half. Pete. You know, uh, I'm down 17, so I'm going to do the exact opposite. Whatever, I'll let Jared get to pick. And last week, I think he beat me by seven because I had to go the opposite. So I got to do it again. But you're taking the George Costanza, but I have to because again, what's yeah, the now. point if I say rock and he goes rock? So if he says rock, I say roll. It's all so you, I guess. buddy. I'm going to rock. You know, you could thwart his attempts. So I do the reverse. <laughs> you could. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, Taj Brooks total touchdowns involved one and a half. I'm gonna roll. Really? I, I'm rocking. Okay, this is gonna be easy. Tight end only touchdowns. So this would be, you know, your Tharp, your Cup at point five. I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna have to roll. Man, I'd like to see them do some Tight ends actually had a lot of success against Texas last year. I don't know yeah. it was last year, but they did. And Texas got two really good tight ends yep. and big dudes. I, yeah, I hope they go to the tight ends early and often in the in the end zone for sure. 
Uh, fourth down conversions, 58.5% for Tech. Fortunately, I'm going to roll because they have been an inefficient offense this year. I have to rock. Okay. <laughs> he wants to rock. All right. Texas Tech penalties, nine and a half today. I mean, because it's in Austin? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to rock. <laughs> Plus, you throw in the Big 12 hates Texas for leaving the conference. So, you know, you, yeah, but you, gotta, for all that, you know. For all that talk, has Texas really had that many bad calls against them? I haven't watched all like enough to, yeah. to know. I don't know. what. So what would you say? I think... It'll, tech will have more penalties. Okay. Tech and Austin. Okay. Takes you nine and a half. What do you think, Pete? Go, you're going to roll. You're gonna, <laughs> I never. Heard, I just heard him say that he's okay. going to have more. So I don't know if that was rock You're roll, going to the opposite no matter what. I have what. to. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I All got, right. I, I'm already down. Okay. Now we go to the UT side here. Uh, Quinn Ewers completion percentage, 70.3. That's a good number. I'm going to rock with that because I think Tech's going to try and keep things in front of them. Okay. So, so they'll give up some stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Pete, I, I, I guess roll. you're yeah. okay, rolling. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sensing the pattern here. Okay, yeah. Texas rushing yards one ninety five point three. No, I'm rolling. Gosh, Texas, yeah. Texas rush defense. I do not think they give up two hundred yards on the ground. Okay. Do you want to roll? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna. You're rocking. You're rolling. I, they're gonna give up less than one hundred ninety five points. So he's rolling. So you're uh, gonna yeah, rock? I have to rock. Yeah, I'm gonna rock. Okay. Jesus. Worthy long catch. 32 oh, and a half. Geez, great. He's been hurt, though, right? Yeah, I, mean, I'm I think he's playing, but... I just went on about Tech not giving up a lot of explosive plays this year, so I'm going to roll. Yeah. Okay. So you're rocking, Pete. Yeah, I have to. Pete, I got to do the opposite. Pete, I love I love your attitude. You want to rock. Dude, That's awesome, man. Well, you know rock what? station. I'll you're take, the man. I, 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 Dolly Parton looked good yesterday. I'm sorry. Listen... <laughs> That's a side note. Seventy-seven years old, That's dressed like a I'm Dallas saying. Cowboy cheerleader. I thought it was superimposed or something. I didn't know if it was a hologram, I, but listen, it was amazing. I would have never considered a seventy-seven-year-old woman in, in like on your celebrity list of you know your free passes thing. But I thought she looked pretty dang good. You know, not gonna lie, working nine to five, man. She was she was like working overtime. I, even I, said, she, I like she, that movie. Wow. Might not appreciate this, but. I thought she looked as good as she did the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, right. Ooh, that hurt. Shots that hurt. Fired. That hurt. Oh, That's my funny, gosh, dude. man. That's uh, funny. All right. Um, the next one. All right. Trying to think of some more Dolly Parton songs. Uh, turnover ratio, Texas, plus one and a half. Jarrett. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> dude. But it's true, dude. 77? What was she, 50 back then? I mean, she looks the same. Oh. She's been old my whole she life, She did phenomenal, man. too, yesterday. She's got a sweetheart. So she's doing that. She's a good girl. What she did that, what is that? She's Salvation nice Army thing. She's trying to raise money. So. $1 million donation. Yeah. Did Tur she do that? Oh, that's incredible. Turnover that's even ratio. Texas plus one and a half. What do you say? Rolling. I'm going to rock. Okay, sure you are. This segment's going way too long. Yeah, I know it is. Well, you get, well, when you start throwing it, it, Dolly Parton does have a rock album now. So, yeah. I mean, you know, she's in the rock and roll. That's, why I, that's why I rocked. Which, honestly, it's a yeah. travesty. Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. But anyway, that, we don't have time to do that. A travesty. Texas I thought the halftime show was a travesty. Yeah. Honest. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it was really a, weird. Not as big a travesty as the Detroit Green Bay. Oh, game. Jack Harlow? Is that the Jack Harlow? Oh, yeah. That was terrible. I didn't see it. <laughs> but yeah. nothing rose to the level of like, was it like a 1991 Creed or whatever? Thank <laughs> you. Hi. Oh, I saw that. Guy. Yeah. yeah, that was a big one. Oh, Texas Tech quarterback will be sacked two and a half times. Oof. What do you got? I'm going to rock. I would rock on that. Too. I'm going to yeah. rock. Roll. 
Rock roll? roll? Okay. I'm gonna roll. Oh, you're rock and roll? roll. He's right? gonna rock and roll. I'm gonna Rick roll. You're gonna rock and roll all night and party every day. Yes. It is Pete Chrissy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's rock and roll. All right, we're we're uh, gosh, we're we're running late here, but we'll come back with our predictions for tonight's game. Uh, it starts uh, kickoff around six thirty tonight. Texas Tech and the Longhorns predictions next on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock One Hundred One Point One. for the final word. All right, uh, game 6.30 tonight, kickoff, Texas Tech and the Longhorns tonight. All right, wow, I feel like I was channeling Howard Cosell for it. <laughs> and the Longhorns from Austin, Texas tonight. Who would be Dandy Don? Right? Uh, Pete's Dandy, because he's people are nice. born for his form and all that. So, yeah. What was your Playboy Pete? That's what it was. <laughs> why, why do you guys forget it? I don't know. Nobody, nobody forgot it back then. Frisky Pete. Oh, nobody forgot back no. then. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Warm for my form, angle of the dangle. I was the number one college DJ in Syracuse. How many were there? Four. Like seven or eight one. or nine. But I was one. And I was a freshman. These seniors wanted to beat me up because it's all about getting people to listen. Right. It's it a, is. It's that's, a popularity kind of Right. It is. Wow. Yeah. And look wow. what I do here. Right. Nothing well, to do I with think Playboy Pete, though. I think, <laughs> I think there's a percentage of people listening to our show who are warm for your form. No, oh, I doubt so, that. Yeah, no. Not anymore. It's Between over. that and the Dolly Parton stuff, I don't know, man. Let's go. Because <laughs> we, we don't know how old Pete is. <laughs> yeah. This is gross. All right, let's get predictions for the game tonight. Um, Pete, come on. You're, you're, you're Frisky Pete Look, or man, Playboy they, Pete or whatever you are. What's your, what's your score I mean, tonight? they got to play close to perfect, I think, to win. I don't think they will. But I'll tell you what, the fact that they're, you know, they're playing with house money like we talked about, they're already bowl eligible, they can improve their bowl standing, they can knock Texas out, help uh, Texas Tech fans to get to rip Texas all over social media forever. We beat you the last game. I'm going with Tech tonight, uh, 34-31. All right, Jared. I just can't see... Texas Tech having enough firepower on offense to win this game. I keep trying to, like, kind of what you were saying, Jeff, make excuses with the intangibles and what a good, great uh, group of guys they are right. and all that, all that stuff. I have Texas winning 34-27. Sean? 2-8 and eight when trailing at the half and 3-7 and seven on the road. you got to beat that, and I don't think they will. 41-28. So they could have a lead at the half. If they, if they have a lead at the half, if their lead are tied at the half, they are 12-2. and two. Okay. You're taking Texas? I'm taking Texas. 41-28. Oh, it's a big one, Elizabeth. I don't think this has ever happened, Sean. You're the biggest homer there is. That's amazing. Okay. With that said, I have tried all week. I have thought about this a lot, and I've tried really hard to. In, it's like you mentioned the intangibles, the, the emotion, the sending them to the SEC as losers, eternal scoreboard, these seniors who have been so incredible, and all the things. I, I just I think te- I think Texas is going to score early, and I think it's just going to be too much for Texas Tech to come back from. I got UT forty two, Tech twenty eight. Yeah. So. We'll see. Hopefully I'm very wrong. Very, very wrong. But thanks for listening today. Have a good rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Game 630 tonight. It's on uh, ABC tonight. If you're not going, if you're not going, yeah, if you're going, you're <laughs> late. You're not going to make it, I don't think. But, Especially uh, to that terrible town, right? Right, that terrible <laughs> town of Austin. What a, what a hole, man. That's place is <laughs> don't terrible. get them started. I love Lubbock. I love Lubbock. I love living here. This yeah. has been the Rock, the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1.
This has been a presentation of Rock 101.1 Sports and Alpha Media USA.